Good morning. If you would, open your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7. As you're turning there, how many times do we think about what we're going to say before we say it? Now, what do I mean? Have we ever said something that hurt someone's feelings? And we said it before we thought about it. Now, what if we said it after we thought about it and we hurt their feelings on purpose? Have you ever said a curse word? Have you ever told a lie? Everyone is guilty of these things. And, of course, there's more that can be added on, like gossip, for instance. How many of us have ever been involved in gossip? How many of us have ever been the one that started the gossip? Again, everyone is guilty of those things. You know, there's, then there's the old saying that says our actions speak louder than words. Well, our actions too. You know, our physical actions can get us into, into problems into trouble. How many, have, how many times have our actions been less than holy? We need to always be mindful of the words that we speak and the actions that we perform. And I believe this is what Christ is telling us here in Mark chapter 7. If you look at verse 15, the Bible says, There is nothing without a man that can defile him when it entereth into him, but the things which proceed out of him or they which defile the man. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for your word. I just thank you, Lord, for this day that you have given us, a day that we could just come and worship. And Lord, again, I just pray that you would be with us today as we worship, that you would just speak to hearts today. And if there's anyone here today that needs to make any decision, I just pray, Lord, that you would speak to their hearts. And Lord, I just pray that you would just be with us today and overshadow us with your love and watch care. And Lord, if there's anyone here that is just going through just a, a hard time in their life, Lord, we lift them up to you as well and just ask your blessings upon them. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with those that could not make it today, those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones, those that are traveling, Lord, we just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon them. And Lord, I just pray again that you would be with us today as we worship, just overshadow us with your love and watch care. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would speak through me and give me the words to say. And Lord, just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, to give some background of what is going on in these verses, the Pharisees had seen Jesus' disciples eating without washing their hands first. Now, 
how many times have we ever done something like that? You know, we do it numerous times. But the Pharisees had a tradition that they would, before they would eat anything, they would wash their hands. But they also had a tradition that they would also wash the implements that they were going to be using right before they would use them. So they might take the, you know, they might go wash their hands, but they would also wash the plate. Even if the plate was clean, they would still go back and wash it. And, you know, they would, they would do, you know, any instrument for daily use, whether it be a cup or a plate or, you know, just whatever utensil they were going to use, they would wash these things. And so when they saw Jesus' disciples eating without washing their hands first, they complained. You know, why are your disciples doing this? They're breaking the tradition of the elders, is what they said. But Jesus points out to them that the Pharisees were the ones who were defiled, not his disciples. And he does this by mentioning the Ten Commandments. If you... If you look at, at verse 8, he says, For you lay the commandments of God apart and observe the tradition of men as the washing of pots and of cups and of many other, thing, any, many other such like things ye do. And then he mentions the commandment of honoring your father and your mother. The Pharisees had changed that. What the law said was is that you were to honor your father and your mother, but you were also, once they had gotten older, you were to care for them and provide for them. You were not to leave them without, but the Pharisees had, had come up with this tradition that you could say you were going to, instead of caring for your father and mother, you were going to take the money that you were going to use to care for them, and you could go to the temple and say it was a gift to the temple. And then you would be pretty much free of that obligation to care for your parents. And Christ said that was wrong. That's changing the law. And he said that that was wrong. They were doing that. That was defiling. To them. Again, you know, the Pharisees believed that if one little speck of dust that could be considered unclean landed on a plate and they inadvertently ate it, then they would be unclean. Yet, what they were doing in changing the law, following traditions instead of following the law, was making them unclean. It was defiling them. But it was also defiling those that were following their rules. Thus it was not Jesus' disciples who were defiled. It was the Pharisees by what they were doing. And we see this again in verses 1 through 5. 
But then Jesus points out something to them, and that's what our main verse is talking about today. Jesus tells them and the people around them that it's not what goes into the person that defiles. Pretty much he's saying, the food you eat will not defile you spiritually. That only happened one time in history, and that was when Adam and Eve ate in the garden of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden and were kicked out. So what you eat is not what defiles. It's what comes out that will spiritually defile the person. Now, Jesus, I believe, is speaking of words and actions. Now, you know, our, our words can be considered actions. But I want to separate them. I want to separate words and physical actions just so we can break it down. Think about how the Jews had changed the law by adding traditions to the law. The actions of changing the law was defiling because they were adding to the law of God. And we can't do that. God's law is God's law. Anything that we add to it is what? Man's law. And what do we know about humans? We're sinful. So anything that we add to the law is under a curse. Because it comes from us. So what's going on? What they were adding was defiling. Because they were changing the law. And in, and in changing the law, they were making the law of none effect. They were making it where it didn't mean what it actually was written there. They had changed the law by adding tradition and the action of changing the law was defiling. And look at what Jesus says in verses 18 through 23 real quick. And he said unto them, What are ye without understanding also? He's talking to his disciples. Do you not know that whatsoever thing from without entereth into a man cannot defile him because it entered not into his heart, but into his belly, and goeth out into the draught, which is the purging of all meats. Then he said, That which cometh out of a man, that defileth the man. For from within, even out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, uncleanliness, a wicked eye, backbiting, pride, and foolishness. What goes into a person by eating does not go into our heart. But what Jesus is telling us is that what comes out is what defiles. Because the actions that come out of us come from the heart. So the disciples were eating with unwashed hands. They would not be spiritually defiled. 
But what if the disciples told a lie? What if they coveted something? That would defile them. It's what comes out of us is what defiles. Because the things that come out of us, those actions that come out of us and come from our heart, can be sinful. And that's the key. Because we can do actions, we can say words that are not sinful and thus not defiling. But it's when those actions are sinful that is what defiles. That's why Jesus breaks it down for us and says it's the evil acts. If you look back at what he says, all these evil things come from within. Now if you think about what he's also saying here, He's also telling us that we still have those evil things within us. And if you think about what Paul says, where there's two natures within us, the old nature and the new nature, and they're continually at war with each other, the old nature can come out, and the old nature is what? Inherently sinful. And because the old nature is inherently sinful... When we let it come to the forefront in us, the actions or the words that come and proceed out of it can be evil and thus defiling. When we sin, if you think about it, it comes from a desire that we have. All sin is based on a desire. The desire to to have something we cannot have. The desire to stay out of trouble. You know, name the sin. It comes from a desire. It comes from lust. It comes from greed. It comes from pride. For instance, if you tell a lie, to cover a wrong that you have committed. The desire is to cover that sin or to cover that wrong. And in so doing, you tell a lie which is inherently sinful and thus defiling. It comes out of you. The words come out of you and it comes out of your heart. A sinful action is the same way. You see something, you covet it. You want it. And you steal it. It comes from the heart, proceeds out of the person. You take what does not belong to you, thus stealing breaking the commandment of God. And again, we know if we violate one, we have violated them all. That is defiling. It proceeds out of the heart. It proceeds out of the person. We cannot be unclean by what we eat. It's what comes out. 
of the person that makes us unclean. Because it comes from the heart, as Jesus tells us. And if it is sinful, if it is evil, it is defiling, whether you are lost or saved, it defiles when it leads to sin. You know, as I put in the... uh, In the bulletin today, that saying from John Calvin that the heart is a perpetual sin factory or or perpetual idol factory. We can change that to also add it's a sin factory as well. Because that's what it is. The heart is a perpetual sin factory. And if you think about, and I've mentioned this many, long time ago, I can't remember when I did, but it's something that Augustine once wrote, he said that we are capable of every sin that we see our neighbor commit unless the grace of God restrains us. And if you think about it, it's true. We see people committing sins all around us. And we're just as capable of committing a sin as they are even when we are saved because the old nature and the new nature are constantly at war. And it depends on what nature we're letting win within us. If we have damaged our relationship to God by falling into sin, what nature are we letting win? But if you think about it, if we're not reading our Bibles, if we're not praying, if we're not worshiping God, if we're not following what God wants us to do, what nature are we letting win? That's what's, what is going to happen. Our words and our actions can be sinful, thus leading to defilement before God. You know, as I asked earlier, how many times do we think about what we say? How many times do we think about what we do? Or do we just let the words and actions flow from us? What we say, the words we utter, can defile us. Now let me go a little bit deeper into that. Our words and our our actions can defile us before God if they're sinful. But I want you to think about something. The words that we say and the actions that we do can also defile us in front of others. Think about words that you have spoken. Words can have a defiling effect in the eyes of others. If you tell a lie and you're caught in a lie, what have you done? You've defiled yourself in the eyes of someone else. If you say an off-color joke, you have defiled yourself in the eyes of someone else by saying that, especially if they know that you're a Christian. And think about if they're lost and you're trying to witness to them and there you are saying something that would make a sailor blush. What have you done? You've defiled yourself in front of someone else. 
Our words can affect how someone looks at us. Not only does it defile us in front of God, it can defile us in front of people we're trying to reach for Christ. What have others heard you say? Are the words uplifting to others? Are the words that proceed out of your mouth pure and righteous? Do they glorify Christ? Think about that. Do they attest that you belong to Him? Can someone listen to the words that come out of your mouth and say, that person is a Christian? Or, are they like what Christ is speaking of here? Do the words that come out defile you? Do they defile you? Are they sinful? Are they evil? Do they defile you before God? And do they defile you before others? The same can be said for the actions that we, that we undertake. The physical actions. Our actions can defile us in the eyes of others as well. What has people seen you do? Are your actions pure? Do they bring glory to God? Do they attest that you belong to Him? Or are your actions evil, defiling, sinful? Christians need to remember Christians need to remember that our life is a witness to others. Our life is a witness to the change that Christ can make in someone. Think about that. And if our actions and our words are no different than someone who is lost, what is our witness? We have no witness. Because the world is not seeing Christ in us if we're defiled. What we say and what we do defiles us in sin. It can defile us in the eyes of God and it can defile us in the eyes of of those we are trying to reach for Christ. That's why Christians need to always watch what they say. Watch what they do. Pray. Study the Bible. And remain holy as our Lord God 
is holy. Because our words and actions should always convey a heart that has been changed by Jesus Christ. And that is what should come from our heart. Something that shows Christ and not something that defiles us. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, I just thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for your word, and I thank you, Lord, that we can just learn from your word. And Lord, again, I just pray that if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, that you would speak to their hearts today. Just continue to be with us, continue to overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.